we want to be able to grow our charitable efforts. And so that's why we started the, the fire department coffee charitable foundation. So now if we need to just put a check in somebody's hand because they, it's an injured firefighter and now they're on top of the, uh, the mental, uh, the mental stuff that their, their life has been changed. They're dealing with that kind of stuff. On top of that, they have to deal with the financial, uh, aspect of they can't work and maybe they're going through their, uh, a settlement or something or some sort of uh, disability uh, uh, process that takes time and it's not allowing them to work for whatever reason. Uh, we want to be able to, to uh, put a check in their hand. So if they need to be able to pay the rent, we could do that. And we've been able to do that on, uh, on multiple situations. You're listening to American Snippets, the all American podcast for those looking to dream bigger, live better, and make an impact. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. Once again, my name is Dave Brown. I'm here with my partner, Barbara Allen. And just to recap real quickly, you know, our mission here is to spread a message of positivity, possibility, and patriotism all across the country. It's to promote the American dream. It's to create a culture that celebrates all the freedom and opportunities that we have here in this country. And it's all about helping Americans to rediscover the greatness within themselves and within each other. It's really about the American spirit and proving that with hard work, focus, grit, determination, and never settling for easy, that you too can design any life you choose. And today's guest proves just that. It seems like running into burning buildings to rescue people, rushing to administer first aid and life-saving care to victims, and risking your life for others is more than enough service to your fellow man. But for people like Luke Schneider and Jason Patton, it's not enough. Luke and Jason are firefighters, and they are dedicated to their work and have directly saved and impacted countless lives. Yes, it's rewarding work, but it's also demanding and exhausting. The men rely on camaraderie and coffee to balance the stress at work, and they turn those two things into an entrepreneurial enterprise that also supports the firefighting community. So listen in as Jason Patton and Luke Schneider share the story of how Fire Department Coffee was born, why it matters, and who it helps. And along the way, they dispel myths about firefighters, talk about the unseen struggles of that community, and share some stories of memorable calls that they've gotten while on duty. So without further ado, here is Barbara Allen with Jason Patton and Luke Schneider. You're listening to the American Snippets Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. I'm your co-host, Barb Allen. Now, I know a lot of you, especially you ladies, are maybe familiar with firefighter calendars out there, and they're all well and good, right? That's a creative way to make some money. It's fun, but I think a little more practical and a little more enduring is what these guys are doing. Firefighter coffee, man. I mean, a calendar you can look at, but what does it really do for you, right? But you can snuggle right up to this big old mug of coffee. You can get as involved with it as you want. And it gives back at the same time to organizations that support firefighters. We are so excited here today to have found Fire Department Coffee and the firefighters behind it. We have Luke Schneider here and Jason Patton, the founder of Firefighter Coffee and the vice president of the company as well. Their story is unique and cool from the 
the inception of this company, to its mission, to the brands of coffee they do, the flavors of coffee do. And because they are givers by nature and they serve others by nature, they're not only going to make coffee, they're going to give back to other people and continue serving through it all. So there's really not much to not love about this story. So let's get into it. Hey guys, how are you today? Hey, wow, how's it going? Excellent. Good. <laughs> all right. I'm glad, so you, brought up, I'm glad huh? you brought up calendars. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up fire, firefighter calendars because I've never been in one, but I've, I've seen a lot of them and those are good looking guys. <laughs> never been in one? Well, maybe we'll make American Snippets count. I've never been in a calendar either, but um, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, it's good, but I think they're kind of like the bake sales of the past. Like they're good, but you know, maybe they've had their day. I think we're moving into more evolved stuff. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. I'll take, not no. At this point in my life, I'll take the coffee over the calendar. Um, yeah, yeah. Just saying, but that's because I'm a lady. <laughs> All right, so let's start with this company first and its inception and the story. We were talking a little bit before we started the interview and, you know, sharing how, you know, obviously Dave and I are building this company from the ground up. And if there's anybody who understands how grueling that can be, it's somebody who's doing it or has done it. So Luke, I, can we start with you and the story of how this company came about and some of the quirks and twists and turns behind it? Yeah. So, um, I started drinking coffee when I was in the Navy working long shifts to, uh, stay awake. And, uh, and then when I got out of the Navy, I joined the fire department. Uh, I here in Rockford where, uh, where our company was founded. Uh, and we drank a lot of coffee at the fire station and uh, it's it's a necessity in in every fire department to have a, a pot of coffee brewing, and uh, we go long nights without sleep a lot of times, and so we we live and breathe and uh, and uh, drink coffee. So uh, drink lots of coffee. So uh, uh, my wife actually got me started on uh, drinking good coffee. She would uh, we would go to cafes together, and uh, when we met, she was a barista. And, uh, I would go to the cafe and, and visit her and uh, I would order coffee and, and do work or homework or whatever. And, uh, she really opened my eyes to good coffee and, uh, trying different coffees. Um, when we got married, it even escalated even more because, uh, she would say, Hey, we're out of coffee. Can you go get some coffee? And I'd go to the grocery store and, uh, I'd get the the cheapest can or bag of coffee that I could find, and and That's I'd come home. She'd tell me, she said, "What is this? We're not drinking this. Go return it. Get and, this swill out of here." Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, so, but as we as she really opened my eyes, I really found a love for coffee and making it, and uh, we started roasting coffee together. Um, we didn't have a business plan or anything like that. We just started roasting uh, because we were passionate about making coffee. And, and then we wanted to share that, uh, that craft with, and that love for coffee with, with p other people and our family. So we would do coffee tastings and have people come over and try our coffee. Well, I wanted to do a fire department blend because I'm a firefighter. and We wanted to give something back to do something to give back to charity. And out of everything we did, everybody wanted the fire department blend and, and we kept selling out of it. And so I, from there, started putting together a plan and I kind of had this vision that I wanted to supply fire departments all over the U.S. with better coffee. And that's where it started was uh, wanting to supply 
better coffee to fire departments and also be able to uh, create a great coffee that not only firefighters could enjoy, but everybody can enjoy. And at the same time, uh, we could give back to different charities. And uh, so about three years ago, launched Fire Department Coffee. Uh, early on during that, like I'd say, the I think the first year, I saw a video that Jason did. And um, Jason had, had made a post and, and he could tell this story uh, probably better than me. But we hit it off and um, he did a video for us and he was doing these funny videos. And together, we just really hit it off, be, both of us being firefighters. And from there, we started just uh, growing this, uh, this company together. And uh, since then, it's now three years. We've, uh, we've moved out of our facility because we were just, sorry, someone's calling here. Sorry for the, if you can hear it. I don't know if you can hear I that. Was, but. I wasn't going to mention it. I forgot to check the, uh, the other phones. And, and so I was just, I wasn't going to point it out, you know, I was just going to, all right, go ahead. Um, yeah. So we, we, uh, since then we, well, we were in a, we were in a small, uh, the first year, uh, actually just recently we moved out of the facility we were in, but we were at an 800 square foot, like strip mall. And we had a five kilo roaster that we were roasting on and we were, we were running shifts on it. And we were running that roaster 24 seven for about three months. And that roaster literally did not stop for about three months. We were, we were running shifts. We had, and this is, I don't know if we should be telling people this, but we had people sleeping on the floor and sleeping bag <laughs> and, uh, we would get, wake up and it like, somebody would have the night shift kind of like at the, uh, at the fire station. And, uh, we made it through. Now we're in a, a larger roasting facility. We, uh, we have some larger roasters that we roast on. Um, and it's just been, it's been growing we've had a lot of support. Uh, we've, uh, started a charitable foundation which we donate, uh, now we donate 10% of our proceeds to our charitable foundation, which the, uh, the focus and the mission of the foundation is to support firefighters who are sick or injured. Yep. That is so great. So this is, you said a lot of things and it tells a perfectly clear story, but I'm going to break it down for one sec. Then we're going to circle back to this mysterious video that you referenced. So you know, you were like, so my wife and I decided that we just wanted to start grinding coffee, right? So to someone that does it, you just kind of take it for granted. Well, you know, we decided we want to do it and, and we just did it. But I don't know if you know of how many billions of people out there say, I'd love to do this, but they're like, I have no idea how to do this. What could go wrong? I, everything could fail. We could be like, you know, did you guys experience any of that? Or was it just like, eh? And, and you just, uh, we kind of just jumped right in. We didn't yeah. really give it too much thought. We just loved coffee and wanted to be roasting it and making it for people. And yeah, it's just, I, I guess we didn't really have much of a plan, but it's, it's been really cool to see how things have developed. It's like, I, I say to everybody, we just really been blessed. I couldn't have planned it. If I, if, if we wanted to, it's been the right people at the right time. Um, everything happens for a reason, uh, we believe, and we've just truly been blessed. So, um, I, I definitely, uh, we have, a, we have a great team, so we definitely are very grateful for, uh, for our team and for just how things have gone in the last three years. So you're yeah. both, you're, you're active 
firefighter. I don't I want to say active duty. I don't come like military terms, right? But we're active firefighters. We're yeah. Active firefighters as opposed to inactive firefighters. Or retired, yeah. yeah. Or retired. Okay. <laughs> so you're you're actively fighting fires. Um so and in between all this, how do you do that with your shifts at work and building the company? Because those are two pretty intense things. How do you mm-hmm. how do you manage that? I mean, like like Luke said, it's the, the right team at the right time. You have the right people coming together. Um, I think if you bring people together have the same understanding, the same moral baseline, and, and the same uh, end goal vision, then it's very simple to accomplish that. Um, you know, thankfully, Luke, myself, and uh, our COO, Larry, we're all active firefighters, and we, um, we don't have to take salaries from the business right now. We can truly dump every single dime that we have back into the business itself and not only allow it to allow us to bring on team members uh, that are getting salaries because we need to pay people, um, but we can also put that money back into the community and expand the company correctly without that, you know, that, uh, you know, constant pressure, so on and so forth. But it's, it's all about um, finding the right people and investing in those people. And I, I believe expansion from there is just simplistic. Genius. All right. So speaking of finding the right people, apparently you were located via this video. Spill it. What, what was this video? <laughs> so uh, in Florida, we have these things called hurricanes. Look at your faces. Uh, For people who are not watching this but are listening, they both have the biggest kind of shit. <laughs> it's probably going to be a good story. Let's do it. Uh, no, so we get this. Uh, so these, this hurricane is coming about three years ago. And um, in Florida, what happens is uh, if a hurricane is coming, then uh, at least with my station, most places, if you are put on a hurricane warning, then you are mandatory to come on ship. So depending on what's going on, uh, we had 30 guys, 30 firefighters, some police officers and some public works guys. We were all going to be in one uh, decently small station together. So I made a video saying that coffee was the only thing that was going to keep us from murdering each other. Um, And I was going around showing everything. You know, we were all laughing, having a good time. Um, And then somebody... Uh, happened to tag Luke in this, and he was like, "You know, you should uh, you should check out Fire Department coffee. That might be the uh, the best coffee for anti murdering." And I was like, "No, no, no I think it may be." <laughs> He's saving coffee. I told you it's better than calendar. You can't do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, I like I, I wasn't. And people ask me all the time, like, "Is the coffee good?" And I can honestly say, before I signed on, Luke was like, "We should do some work together." And I said, "Send me some coffee, and then we'll talk." And he sent me the coffee, and. And he's right. Coffee is coffee is what brings people together. It is it has been a staple for as long as coffee has been around, and especially when it comes to firefighters, it is the way we start our shift, and it is normally the way we end our shift. Um, so he sent me the coffee, and it was it was the stronger you made it, the better it tasted. Uh, wildland firefighters will tell you that if it's not mud, then they don't want it, kind of thing. So um, it was a great tasting coffee, and uh, from there is a it was just a very simplistic symbiotic relationship. Wow. You know, I never liked coffee. Uh, I loved the smell of it, but I just never liked the taste. And then I wound up in Kuwait for like a week or so. We were on a base. We weren't allowed to drink booze, you know? So I'm like, oh, I guess I'll have some coffee. And man, I've been addicted ever since. Like I, I go through coffee, man. But so I guess uh, that is good. But you know, too much coffee can have some effects on one system that may interfere with Fighting a fire. How do you run around that one? <laughs> I mean, yeah. hey, uh, <laughs> oh, what's our ta- what's our tagline? 
Yeah. Don't eat more than you can uh, put in your mask. That's, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, in general, you should be all right. But it's funny you bring that. A lot of people say that. A lot of people are like, I don't like coffee or uh, I don't drink my coffee black. And, 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 like uh, cream and sugar is the only way to go. Until you have good, high quality yes. coffee, you don't appreciate what good, a good uh, cup of black coffee tastes like. And then yeah. when you find, and that's how I, when he and I first started working together, that's how I drink coffee. I drink it black and it tasted great. Perfect. Doesn't have that acidic, that acidic taste like yeah, a lot of things yeah, yeah. do. And, and that's, and that's also why I fell in love with our bourbon infused coffee because it's some good stuff. How do you make that? Like what is, I mean, is there any like actually alcoholic content or level in that coffee or is it just like the flavor? Uh, so it, oh, sorry. So we started out by, uh, by using barrels and we would uh, put the, the coffee, the raw green coffee in the barrels and then let it sit in the barrels or people call it con conditioning, barrel conditioned coffee or barrel aged. Well, we found that you get a lot of off flavors from the barrel and there's a lot of different uh, inconsistencies with the barrels. You have different moisture levels and different char levels. And um, so we created our own proprietary process, which we call our spirit infused process. And we, we infuse the spirit directly into the coffee and uh, alcohol flashes off. I believe somewhere around 300 something degrees. Well, we get the roast, uh, we roast the coffee uh, above 400 degrees. So uh, that all the alcohol flashes off. It leaves, it leaves some of the uh, flavor and aroma of the spirit. And it really uh, highlights that pure flavor of the quality spirit that we use, but it's not too overwhelming or overpowering to where it's like, just too strong and, and, you, and you don't taste the coffee. And, and that's what I loved about it was it's not like when you have like French vanilla flavored coffee or, or you know, some flavored yeah. coffee, there's always that end taste where you're like, I can taste where you put that in the coffee. Um, but with this, it, like you said, it's an infusion process. So you, you smell like it and it tastes like it, but it's not an overwhelming flavor. In fact, for a lot of this, we tell you to make it a little bit lighter than your standard cup of coffee. Um, but I, I it's, it is definitely one of those things, uh, like a scotch of cream in there, and it is <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> awesome. All right, so where do you all see this company, like in five years, 10 years? I mean, do you have a vision for it, or is it like you're just kind of going with the flow? Like, what would you like to do? What would you like to see happen with this company? I, I mean, personally, I... I we want it to be the company that people look at and uh, they think about it for a good cup of coffee because it's in, you know, fire department coffee, it's in the name, but we want to be the, we want to be the company that people truly think about as the company that gives back the charitable company, the company that, that never, because the number one thing we always say in a fire service is when somebody makes it to the administrative level, we, and they, they change their personality. We say you forgot where you came from and we never want to be that company. We want to be the company that, you know, when, when we're a multi-million dollar company that we still remember the day that we were sleeping on the floor in our roastery and, you know, <laughs> roasting 24-7. I, I think that's where we'd like to be. I think you can have like a company annual party then where everybody just sleeps on the floor <laughs> so that you, you go back to your roots and remind yeah. you. 
Right. You know what? I, I think you just thought up our annual party. <laughs> I know. I'm full of good ideas. I think that'd be fun. Um, all right. So talk about the organizations that you support and give back and the, the, the impact of, of the uh, stuff you donate. Yeah. So uh, we started out by uh, supporting different charities. So we've, some of them have been, uh, they've all been military or, uh, or, first responder focused, Patty Brown program, AFFI, uh, warrior program, uh, Rose Clance Florian program, multiple burn camps. Uh, the, there's a lot of different, uh, organizations. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a, there's quite a few. And then we've kind of transitioned to, from that to, uh, we want to be able to grow our charitable efforts. And so that's why we started the, the fire department coffee charitable foundation. So now if we need to just put a check in somebody's hand because they, it's an injured firefighter and now they're on top of the, uh, the mental, uh, the mental stuff that their, their life has been changed. They're dealing with that kind of stuff on top of that, they have to deal with the financial, uh, aspect of they can't work and maybe they're going through their, uh, a settlement or something or some sort of uh, disability uh, uh, process that takes time and it's not allowing them to work for whatever reason. Uh, we want to be able to, to uh, put a check in their hand. So if they need to be able to pay the rent, we could do that. And we've been able to do that on, uh, on multiple situations with uh, through the charitable foundation. That is so important. Oh, go ahead. No, I think that uh, Luke, Luke hit the nail on the head. Like, the biggest thing we always see with charity, I know I've watched guys have who my father went through cancer. We've watched firefighters who have cancer and, and it's not only that mental, but it's, you know, it's the, the financial, they're no, no longer the breadwinner. They're no longer mm -hmm. that person. So like he said, putting checks in people's hands, I think that's so important. Just saying, Hey, we got your mortgage this month, or, you know, we're going to, we're going to pay your car payment this month. So you don't have to think about that anymore. And I, and I, I think that's, that's been Luke and I, we were super passionate about it. It was really cool to find someone that thought the same way that, that I did. Kind of thing. Yeah, I can tell you, um, as at one point I was on the receiving end of that, when I was going through this time, I was, you know, raising my four little kids on my own. My husband was killed. I was going through all this stuff and, um, you know, and then, and then things really started to get bad for a little while. Right. So, um, I was just in this place and I can tell you as somebody who's been in that place before where you're not, you know, you're used to taking care of yourself. You're used to being strong. You saw this, but then you're just like flattened and laid out. And then stuff starts piling up to have somebody come in and say, Hey, you know what? I got you. I'm going to get you through this yeah. month. I'm going to buy you some time. Just take a deep breath. And literally just having that weight taken off of you, you know, there's a difference, right? Between people who sit back and expect things to be done for them and people who are just anybody, it, it can happen to anybody at any time. Yeah. You can be, you know, just knocked mm. out and taken. So I'm so glad to hear that you guys are doing that. I'm glad that there's that for firefighters. I know that there's a lot for military. There's a lot for, you know, the families of the fallen. Um, and, and I've heard of more organizations for police officers too, but I very rarely, I don't know that I have heard of one for firefighters. I'm sure they exist, but they're just not out in the forefront, right? Like, yeah. I, yeah. So maybe I, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm just so glad that like, you're there. Yeah, with the veteran community, and like you said, the, there's you, you know some with the police community, but uh, and, and I'm sure they're even through those uh, those support networks, it's minimal to uh, what's out there. But for firefighters, there there's really 
very yeah. close to nothing out there. Uh, and so there's, there is a void there that, uh, and we hope to help fill that void. I love it. I think yeah. that's so great. So can you tell us a little bit about like a typical shift for you guys? Like, <laughs> I mean, start, we talked earlier. He's laughing. I'm with, like, I know. <laughs> yeah, start off with 10 minutes of making fun of each other. Perfect. Uh, then we, <laughs> now, a typical shift, typical shift. Um, you, uh, you come in, you're, uh, you know, you're checking out your truck. You're making sure everything's good. You know, the number one thing is you want to make sure your equipment and your trucks and, and everything are uh, good to go. And then um, I know, I know for a lot of us um, that um, we, we normally come in and we're, you know, drinking a cup of coffee. We're talking to each other. We're kind of, Hey, what happened the shift before, you know, that kind of, or what happened because we're always relieving somebody. And then uh, for, I know for Luke and I are on the same schedule, 24 on 48 off. And uh, it's just kind of, trying to get everything together for the next 24 hours, but making sure that the trucks are good. And then you're hanging out with your brothers for 24 straight hours. And I know Luke's case, most likely not sleeping for that entire 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> what yes. is, do you have like more calls that involve a fire or more calls that don't involve? Well, we're fire? both, we're both firefighter paramedics. Yeah. Uh, and I know Jason, uh, he's a, actually a field EMS officer. So he's, he helps uh, precept or, or train other paramedics on the job. Uh, I, I believe, I, I don't know, I, I don't work for Jason's department, but each department is a little different the way it's set up. way that uh, at, at, at my department, we do half of our shift. If you're assigned to an ambulance company, you do half your shift on an ambulance. So 12 hours on an ambulance, okay. and then 12 hours on an engine or a ladder. And usually when you're on the ambulance, you, you don't get much sleep. Uh, or on the ladder, depending on where you're at. We average a structure fire where I'm at every 32 hours, and we have everything from shootings to stabbings to a lot of heroin overdoses to everything from your, your medical to severe major trauma calls. So. Man, that's a never a dull day at work. <laughs> no, you know, and uh, most, like you said, most departments now are melded with their EMS and fire. It's kind of a, a necessity because uh, most larger departments don't see enough yeah. structure fires, so on and so forth, and uh, the, e the EMS side. It, it's always exciting. It's, you know, I was a mechanic before I did this, and, uh, and this, this is, it's an exciting job. So you're always able to get back. The same thing that we try to, you know, reciprocate with, or uh, duplicate with our, with our uh, company. So can you each tell me about one of one of the most memorable calls that you've gone out on? Luke, I know mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll keep it kind of, uh, we'll keep it oh, uh, just fun. It. We'll keep it yeah. fun. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll keep it fun. Actually, <laughs> actually, why don't you go first? Bring Peter? it. Yeah. Uh, you know yours. So no. Think about mine. So actually, like the, the craziest call I'd, I'd ever been on was uh, we get called for uh, an apartment fire. And uh, as we're going there, we normally get a little more uh, details, heads up on what's happening. So we uh, were headed there and uh, they come over. The, the dispatch and says we have there's three children trapped inside of the apartment. Apartment's fully engulfed. We pull up. The flames are shooting like eight to ten feet out the windows. And we were like, holy crap, if there are children in there, there's no way that they're alive. So we, we end up, we stretch the lines, we, we go in, super hot fire, we, we knock the fire down, 
And it turns out there's, there's supposedly only one kid in there. We start searching, we're looking, and we find a one-month-old baby. The uh, door, had, you know those little half-moon-shaped uh, pillows you put your kids in when they're really yeah. small to kind of prop them up? He was inside of there with a door on top of him. He was alive. Uh, so we got, we like yeah. saved the kid's life. We got him out. We'll bring him, we bring him inside and, uh, or bring him outside and, and he's alive. No issues. So it's absolute insanity from start to finish. I'd say so. Jeez. No, that's, <laughs> but that's a good day. You know, that has to be one of those days that carries you through some of the tougher days, yeah. you know, knowing Absolutely. that it matters. Like what you do matters. Okay. All right, Luke, you're up. All right. Since Jason Jinx. went with a fire call, I'll go with a medical call. I was uh, called one time to a uh, mouse bite and uh, we got on scene and there was a big <laughs> mouse that was like a stuffed animal. And one of, uh, one of the guys on the crew said, was that the mouse that bit you? And the guy had like a, <laughs> like a drop of blood on his finger. And I was like, this is the weirdest thing. Um, you see some weird stuff and, and, um, yeah, you don't realize what's really out. I, I mean, I guess I was really, before I got on the fire department, I was really naive to some of the stuff that that's out there. It just, you, you just kind of blows your mind. So, um, but yeah, we, we, uh, we try to keep it humorous and we uh, try to have fun with it. And uh, Jason does a great job at that. He's always making funny videos. And I know a lot of that, is is because like just some of the stuff that we deal with and see it helps uh de-stress and like yeah. and like hey let's let's have some fun i mean there's such times you have to have serious conversations but uh jason makes these funny videos that really help uh people de-stress and de and kind of uh i don't know how else to say it but it's important Listen, yeah. it's like Life is serious. So there's always serious things going on. If you can yeah. laugh and make fun of each other, but you know, keep it respectful. Like, who cares? You should you should be able to laugh at yourself more than anyone can laugh at you. And uh, that's pretty much how I live my entire life is just laugh at myself constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is pretty important. And you know, among my friends, a lot of them are you know military widows. You get um, you know, you get those who think some things are able to be joked about, and those who don't like those of us who find something to joke about, you know? So we stick with the people who yeah. joke, but you get like that kind of dark humor, maybe that other people are like, Oh my God, did you just say that? We're like, well, yeah, I did, you know? Um, but it's what gets you through. Right. And for every minute, like there's always so much stress or so much going on. And I've worked with a lot of people who've been through crisis and trauma. And I'm like, for every second that you can find something to laugh about, even sometimes it's funny because it's not funny. Like, and, and so if you're you know, laughing, you're not, screaming or crying or drinking or yeah. whatever it is you know you're doing so i get that and i respect it and i often say i think humor is one of the most underutilized tools in in resilience 100%. and in coping mm -hmm. and all of that so yeah i, I get I it know that, i know luke and i have received you know a hundred messages at least from people just saying like dude thank you because people relate to it like if there's if there's veteran humor that you're going to relate to that because you're a veteran. Yeah. If there's firefighter humor, EMS humor, people relate yeah. to it. It's so much easier to laugh about. And sometimes just laughing about something can help open up, you know, open up the conversation enough yeah. that you can delve into some serious stuff. But man, 100% laugh, have a good time. Life is short, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. Yep. So what is something 
maybe let's see. What is a firefighter myth that you guys would like to dispel? <laughs> a firefighter myth that we all have six packs. That is not true. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think anyone <laughs> believes that. <laughs> they, they want to. They want to believe it. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I don't know. What's a what's a good what's a good firefighter myth, Luke? What do you think? I'm thinking. Uh, I. Not every fire station has a fire pole. Uh, yeah, that's that's number one. Not every that's station. Cool has a, a, a fire a dog. Yeah. Dalmatians. The history on that is they're good. Dalmatians are good with horses. So, uh, they used the fire pumps used to be horse carriage driven. And so they would keep the, the, uh, horses calm at fires, but it's kind of carried. And, and I think a lot of people think that, Oh, where's the Dalmatian or, um, mm-hmm. what else? I don't know. That's sick. Yeah. I don't know if people well, actually people, think that. <laughs> no, people, people ask, they ask about the poles all the time. They're like, you slide down poles? I'm like, no, because I'm in Florida and I would slide into the water. That's excellent. You know, I had a Dalmatian once for a little while and he was a sweet dog, but he was like dumb, man. And he like would swallow rocks to the point that we had to have emergency surgery on him or he would have died, you know, like there was a rock in it, like just ate it. And so we had surgery, maxed out a credit card, got him home and he's eating more rocks. I'm like, but, but, you know, like, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, so I don't know. So that always baffled me. I'm like, I thought they had to be smart to be around like such intense situations, but. And I actually think a lot of people think that firefighters are super well paid and that's, that's actually not true. 80%, 70 to 80% of all firefighters are volunteers. Most, most firefighters. Yeah, most firefighters work at nine to five, and uh, you know I travel a lot because the businesses, and it's really it's really interesting meeting people. One guy, he's like his wife, she was holding a brand new baby, and kid must have been two months old, and she's like, yeah, uh, two or three times already. It's just, he works as a construction worker from eight to five, and at three o'clock in the morning, he's waking up, grabbing his gear, and going to fight a fire. So like wow. uh, uh, most firefighters, that's, that's what their life is, is working their nine to five and then, you know, 12, one o'clock they're, they're driving to that fire and putting it out. What drives somebody to do that, to give back? I mean, that's, I mean, that's huge. That's just it, it, enormous and probably taken for granted by most of us who don't understand that. You know, most of us go to work, we come home, we're like, oh, I'm tired, you know, give me a beer, give me some wine, give me my TV. Like, that's it. I'm out, you know? Um, and to say I'm going to get up at three o'clock in the morning and go fight a fire, like, <laughs> like what, what motivates somebody to do that? I think it's an innate thing that you're born with. I think certain people are just born with that in their souls, you know? It's not you, like veterans. Like, it's, it's something that you, you have a want to. Like, why would you want to sign up and leave for four years from your family and friends and all that stuff. It's because that's what you feel like you should do. It's, it's, it's something you're born with police officers, you know, nurses, people always look at uh, firefighters, police officers, nurses are on their feet for like 14 hours and yeah. don't eat or poop for all 14 hours of that. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you should so get them like, more coffee. That would help. I know. <laughs> no, but like, um, it's, I think, <laughs> You know, if they came down to it tomorrow, you know, if, if there was a, a house fire, I've always, we, I've always said, you know, if, if there was a house fire and I knew going into that fire, I was going to save someone's life, but I probably wasn't going to make it out. I would do it because that's just, it's, it's just, it's something that you are. It's something that, that you want to be. So it just, it just happens naturally. Do you guys have families? Yep. 
Right. So how do they feel if they hear you say something like that? Luke's wife killed him. That's what she does. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm just true. curious, you know, that, that's a hard thing for the family members to deal with. I'm friends. I don't know. You know, I'm um, Taya Kyle. She's the widow of the American sniper. That's how people know her. Right. But she um, works a lot of, she puts a lot of herself into helping heal and restore marriages in military law enforcement and first responder families because of things like you just said, right? Like it's very hard to be a spouse on the other end of that, um, knowing that any day could be the day and just the concern and the crazy schedules and all that. Um, so, yeah. you know, how, how do you guys work with families to kind of get through all that? Yeah, that's something that we, uh, we haven't, we haven't really done a lot of. So um, definitely it is full circle. Like it's, if your family, if your family life isn't good, like yeah. you're, it's not going to be good at your, your work life is not going to be good. So, uh, or your business life isn't going to be good. Like it's so important to have a, a healthy and like for things to be good at home. And, uh, you know, if, if you're, struggling i mean i know a lot of firefighters and uh, uh have you know struggled with uh things in their marriage it's it's a hard thing for a lot of spouses to deal with that they're just like i'm sure with the uh, with military being gone for deployments and sometimes over yeah. six months uh it's it's a very hard thing for the significant the the other half to uh to do and uh they're i don't no, I mean, there, there really is another void there. It's like, uh, who's supporting the, the wives or the husbands who are yeah. at home and dealing with other stuff at home. And now you have this sleep deprived husband or wife who's coming home and they've been like overstimulated because they've been, you know, hyped up and adrenaline pumping. And now they don't want to hear noise or, or be uh, bothered because it's just like they, they kind of, they're on edge and they haven't even slept or they've been woken up from their REM three times throughout the night. It's like all these things yeah. that now they're having to deal with. Now they have to deal with their spouse who's coming home and dealing with their own things. So having a healthy uh, home life is, is super important. And I, you know, that's a good question that you ask is what are we doing? And, and I, I, we haven't done a lot for, for nothing I can think of at the top of my head. I mean, our focus, uh, and I know we can, there's only so much we can do because we, we, our focus of our mission is to help injured and ill firefighters, but it's definitely something that we should think about is how can we help the, how can we help the, the spouse at home who, well, I think is a, Luke actually does it. I mean, you actually do. He doesn't, he's not talking about himself, but Luke, uh, wh one thing that Luke has done that I've, I've been very uh, proud of him for was he tells me, because he and I could talk a hundred times a day, like all day, all nights, we're constantly like processing stuff. But Luke tells me, he's like, hey man, here's the deal. You know, Monday, Wednesday, Sunday of this week, I will not be picking up my phone. Like from, from this mm -hmm. time to this time, my phone goes in a drawer. I don't pick it up because it's family time. And that's, that's, something that he's done on his own um, because it is important. you got to have family time. You need to be able to separate from everything that's going on. But thinking about the spouses is 100%. I've had multiple conversations with lots of people about that. 
a lot of people, uh, at least on, on our side, they tend to get home and be like, my wife is bothering me. She wants to talk about this or my husband was bothering me. It's like, dude, they miss you. They want to talk yeah. to you. They want to learn about what your day was like. Like sometimes just giving them a 10 minute conversation, it's a stressful day. Like, but we also don't think, you know, Luke has, Luke has three kids at home. Like taking care of three kids is a lot of work, man. Yes, <laughs> so, it is. That's a, I have an amazing wife. I can't take credit for that. I mean, my wife homeschools and she, oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, if if I didn't have a, a a strong wife, I definitely would I would not be able to to do any of this. So yeah, uh, I'm a- very blessed to have a, a an amazing wife and found you know we we feel you know. Hopefully she feels the same. <laughs> well, I'm talking to her right after this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but like I remember, right, when we were having, I had four little kids, right? And we had four kids in five years. And so I remember my husband wasn't a firefighter. He was a teacher, but he was in the National Guard after 9-11. So he was deploying a lot and going with, and I just remember four little kids, like on my own, they were under five. So I was either pregnant or recovering from pregnant or whatever. And he, when he would walk in the door, I'd be like, like here, like yeah. I didn't give a crap about his day for all I saw was, yeah, you got to eat lunch. I don't see stains on, you know, and it's very, it's very hard to kind of put yourself in the other person's shoes and kind of take that deep breath um, and look into it. I'm going to link you guys uh, with Taya. Her organization is the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. Uh, and she is located out in Texas, but she does work, you know, all over. And they're specifically focused on creating events and date nights and things like that for for couples of law enforcement, first responders, you know, and military. That's so awesome. I think that could be a cool connection, if nothing else, give you ideas or start some conversations. Yeah. But, you know, something, we'll see whatever can come of it. But I adore awesome. her. She's great. And she throws herself into that work because she just believes it, you know. And good for you, by the way. Poor kids. <laughs> Wow. You know, it seemed like a really good idea, like at one point, right? <laughs> I, I was I was dating a girl one time, and I was like, "How many kids do you want?" She's like, four kids." I was like, "So you don't want money or free time?" No, you just you just. Want. So when I met Dave, um, my kids were little. You know, my husband died. They were six, five, three, and one. And I met Dave uh, probably ten years after that, but still that was a lot of boys to walk in the door to. And I remember he walked in the door the first time, saw the four kids and he was like, well, I'm like, well, that's too bad. Like he seemed like a really good guy, but I'm probably never going to see him again. (laughs) (laughs) But I get it, you know, and it's hard. And I think it's important people to understand too, that you all, your families take a toll and your families carry the burden. But, and, and if we didn't have you guys, you know, we'd be screwed, right? Like we need you. Um, so I think it's important for all of us to kind of stop and think and do what we can to support you guys, you know, and your communities and stuff, because that's how it just all goes around. So I'm um, thank you for sharing that with me. I know it sort of like was a little bit of buzzkill. You're like, haha, Oh, marriage, you know? Um, but, <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's important to, to, <laughs> to talk about and, and, <laughs> marriage, the buzzkill. It was a buzzkill. Right? Having a good time. I'm like, tell me how hard it is on your marriage. Like, Oh yeah. Um, but you know, it is important. And, and I do know some family members, you know, police officers and first responder, and I see the toll it takes on them. So I think that's a conversation that would be helpful for more of us to have and to, yeah. and to get out there. So I'm glad to see you guys doing that. I'll be happy to link you guys up. All right. So if people want to get some of your bodacious coffee here, 
Where can they get that? Some grocery stores. We got to go online. Right now, it's all. Yep. Go ahead, Jason. Sorry. No, look, you're, you're the you're the big guy. No, no. Go ahead. No, no you, you guys are so cute. Are you like you hang up? No, you hang up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just we're, I just we're found out, best friends that we're talking about. Yeah, I just found out uh, recently that I'm Jason's best friend. So he told me he's uh, like, he's like <laughs> never mind. Go ahead, Jason. <laughs> no, you can go to uh, firedeptcoffee.com. Uh, uh, we're also on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram and. Uh, uh, head on over there. We're 100 e-commerce right now, and then we're also uh, up in Rockford. You, you, uh, every Saturday you're at a nice little place, correct? Yeah. Where? Area. Uh, no, we did do the city market this year because uh, we, okay. we, uh, we were busy with the uh, expansion. So we, uh, yeah, online firedeptcoffee.com or just uh, Google us uh, Fire Department Coffee, yeah. and we'll pop up. So what is the next step like to get you all into some kind of major grocery store or chain or whatever it is, or do you even want to pursue that? Yeah, we, uh, we want to keep building this. And, uh, and so we're, you know, any support that we can get, we, we always are grateful for that and appreciate it. And we're, we're just focused and determined and working hard and, um, keep doing what we're doing and, and building, uh, uh, building our team and, uh, just, just keep driving forward. So, I mean, we're, we're just super excited for the years to come and, and uh, feel really blessed and grateful for, for how things have gone so far and just look forward to the, to keep, keep building it. Yep. Yep. All right. Excellent. You guys, thank you so much. This was pretty fun to do this. Thanks. I'm normally dragging at this time of day cause I'm up so early, but um, thank you for thank keeping you for it your fun. support. Thanks for your time yeah, and for having it. us. We no, really this would be great. We're definitely going to stay in the loop with you guys. We got a lot of stuff going on. We're going to um, do what we can to keep you, you know, prevalent in our community as well. So, and that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to offer out to anyone listening. If you want to, if you like this interview and you leave a review on it, take a screenshot of your review, send it to me, and then pick out your flavor of coffee. And I'm going to buy you a bag of coffee and send it to you. You just got to leave a review. The first 10 people that do that, I will let them pick out a bag of coffee and I'll buy it for them and send it to them as a way of thank you. So that's a win-win for everybody. Well, thank okay? you. We appreciate your support. Thank you so much. We're, we're truly grateful. Yeah. Thank you guys. And stay safe out there and you know, watch those biting mice and um, yeah. And really, and thank you for, for all you do and taking the time to sit down with us tonight. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, there you have it, everyone. That wraps up another episode of American Snippets. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, I'd like to personally thank Jason Patton and Luke Schneider for being here as well and sharing their story of how they started Fire Department Coffee. If you got any value out of today's episode or any episode that we've done in the past, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, iTunes reviews go such a long way in helping us get these stories out there and in front of more people. Uh, share this podcast with a friend. Share one of your favorite episodes on Facebook. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and YouTube at American Snippets. We actually publish a lot of content, uh, additional content on YouTube that we actually don't publish here on the podcast. If you want to learn more about 
Jason Patton and Luke Schneider and Fire Department Coffee, just head on over to our website, americansnippets.com, to uh, see their full story. We have a full featured article on them, as well as uh, uh, links to their Fire Department Coffee website, and you can follow them on social media as well. And don't forget, we have our Great American Summit coming to Washington, D.C., April 17th and 18th. This is a patriotic entrepreneurial event. Learn how to double down on your American dream. Learn from exceptional, world-class speakers, amazing performers. You can learn more right now by going to greatamericansummit.com. Pick up your seat today. We have an early bird pricing up to 50% off. And we just announced some new speakers and performers as well who will be presenting at the Great American Summit. The first one is Steve Sims. Steve is the CEO and founder of a company called Blue Fishing. He makes the uh, impossible possible for people. He is also a best-selling author and written a book called Blue Fishing. He's also referred to as the real wizard of Oz. He's basically the guy that gets things done and makes things happen, and he's going to be a great person for you to learn from. Uh, we also announced uh, Matt Snook. Matt Snook was a, a voice contestant, and he just got signed uh, to a new record deal. So we're really excited to have Matt perform at the Let Freedom Ring concert that's going to be happening Friday night. So all these speakers and presenters and all the details on the event, you can find, again, at greatamericansummit.com. Uh, we appreciate you being here today. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are. We'll see you next time. <music>